There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, folks. We are happy to have you once again this week on the podcast. Um, What we want you to do this week is go and run to the website. Uh, Don't walk, run to the website, which is degreefreenetwork.com and sign up for our newsletter. We are really excited about it. It's got some super cool stuff in there. We do degree-free news. So basically, uh, you can find out what companies are hiring for degree-free jobs, different types of apprenticeship opportunities, resources that Ryan and I are using, really awesome books, uh, different types of tech jobs and certifications that we see on the horizon. You are not going to want to miss that. A lot of really cool stuff in there. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast as well. We really appreciate your support. And again, like I said, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, degreefreenetwork.com, run, don't walk. Yeah. And uh, let's get into it. I guess before we get into it, uh, we are still on the backup equipment. So it's going to sound different, look different. But here we are trying to uh, make sure that we don't miss episodes and try to get you all this information. Um, today, we are going to be talking about how to study for tech certifications as an adult. Um, It's one of the things that is difficult or we found difficult, especially since you and I have not been students for years, at least not student in the traditional sense. Like we were studying for a test that, you know, supposedly tested our knowledge and aptitude. And I was a terrible student when I was a student. So it was also difficult for me to figure out how to study again, right? As an adult who'd been out of the, like you said, traditional student environment for a really long time. And then when I was in it, I was not a good one. So um, it definitely, definitely has its challenges as we found out. Yeah. And um, this isn't necessarily just tech certifications, quote unquote. It's pretty much any certification that you have to study a lot of material for. It can be... um, Real estate, insurance. Exactly. And it can be, you know, an EMT certification or something of that, you know, something like that. If you're studying for a firefighter exam, something like that. Studying for your hairstylist boards because they have to take take fairly labor-intensive exams too. But yeah, so... um, it's something that you and I both have experience with, um, especially tech certifications, but I've also studied for firefighter exams, EMT exams, things of that nature. Um, and yeah, it doesn't come naturally. It's something that definitely takes some practice, but once you get the routine down, it's the, the study habits are the same for everything. Just get the good habits down and you can do it for any certification. 
And then once you have once you have something set to that you've realized works for you, you've tweaked it, then you'll notice that when you're studying for something else and you start to implement these things again, you just naturally know, okay, we're in study mode now, right? And you can focus. And I, I do think that, that just having the physical habits really, really helps too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess one of the very first things is is when you're studying for a certification, one of the things that we found is very helpful is to tell people in your life. Um, and I think it really makes most sense to at least tell the person that you live with. Yes, because you're going to be acting like a freak for the next month. So Right. So whether or not that's your you know, wife and possibly kids or if it's your parents or if it's your roommates um you're gonna have some weird habits or not weird but just different than normal life and just making them aware of that is kind of the first step Mm -hmm. it's almost getting them to i find too that more than just telling them ask them to help you maintain your habits because uh, you're getting them to opt in to like helping you too as opposed to saying i'm going to be doing these things leave me alone instead say i need your help so that i can focus so that i can achieve this thing and then people tend to most people tend to get on your side when you when you ask in that way yeah and and help doesn't have to be like it can be as detailed as helping you drill flashcards or helping you to understand the concept, but it could be as simple as, you know, when my room is, when my room door is closed, please don't bother me. It can be as simple as like for the next X amount of days, I'm not going to be drinking. So please don't ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that those little things can really help. You know, just getting that little support because these tests are very lonely. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, there's only one person doing it. So to get a little bit of help wherever you can get it is huge. Just that little support to know that you're not alone. I think that's the first step. Yeah, I would I would definitely I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree with that. And that this kind of plays into the next point, which is the uh, making of a schedule of some kind, uh, because if you're going to make a schedule and you live with other people or even if you don't, you're still going to need people to opt into respecting the schedule that you're going to temporarily be keeping until you've achieved your goal. And that's kind of huge, too. Like when I was studying you were, I couldn't have done it if you hadn't been like behind me, you know, basically making sure that, um, when I said, Oh, I need to do this. And you're like, okay. You know, and having that, that silence and that time and having that kept to that schedule because the other person who was involved in the area I was using was respecting the schedule I was keeping. Yeah. And the schedule can be like, it should be the same every day. Ideally, you have a lot of time to study and therefore you can schedule it in almost every day and you can kind of keep that momentum going. But even if you are working and you or you are also going to school or whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, taking care of the kids, you can still make a schedule around those things, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays after four o'clock to nine o'clock, I'm going to study. 
mm-hmm. right? Or from four to six, if you don't have that much time, I'm going to study. Um, I think that those having that routine is really going to, is really going to help as well. I do see a lot of people when I say that they're, Oh, well, I don't have time. Then that's the classic, right? Oh, I don't have time. But then I look at, you know, they'll say, Oh, I'm a student. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Yes, you do you need to make time. That's what it is. And I think people, it's probably good to lay this down too, right here, which is just to say, if you need to get the certification or you really want to get the certification, you are going to have to temporarily give up other things in order to carve out the time that you need in order to study and achieve these things. Um, but it's temporary. You don't have to do it forever. You only have to do it until you achieve your goal. And so that that I found to be really motivating too, because I wanted to get through the studying so that I could be done doing the studying, right? So yeah, if that means that you have to come home from work at five and you have to study until six o'clock every night, you know, if you put aside one hour a day to study, but that's all you can do, then do that. If you need to wake up earlier so you can study and then when you get home, you study some more because you want to put in four hours a day. That's what you got to do. Yeah, definitely. It's um, definitely having that mentality of making time to do something is definitely what's going to, is definitely what helped us in studying for these types of certifications. I think the next thing that I wanted to bring up is like, you kind of have to have an idea of how long it's going to take you to study for this, for this certification, for this exam. Self-imposed or otherwise. Yeah. And every exam is different and there's a different level of difficulty to each. And so some are going to be, easier than others and some are going to be harder than others that's just kind of the nature of it but what it's your job to do is in the beginning is kind of find a reference point of how long it should take you to complete this exam and how are you going to do that okay so one of the one of the easiest ways to do it is a lot of these exams kind of give you a rough guideline an outline of how long it takes you to study for it. The reason why a lot of these exams at least give you an outline of it is because they want you to pass it. They want you to pay to take it and they want you to pass it. Most of, if you're looking at tech certifications especially, most of them have an estimate, a time estimate attached to them, if not all. Um, They are time boxed because they've measured out how long it would take the average person to complete different modules or different pathways in their tech, in their tech pathways, right? So Salesforce or Microsoft Azure, it'll tell you how long. Um, Even if you do like any of the Grow with Google certifications, it'll tell you it takes, you know, the average person passes this in three months. But what I'll say, and and maybe the average person does, but from what I've seen on uh, from our TikTok audience and just in general, I would say that the mo- the motivated average person it takes about a month or so or less. Um, a lot of people are passing these um, certifications with like for- within forty five days because they're just buckling down and making the time to study. And I think there is a direct correlation in how much you prioritize that time and that study habit and how quickly you can achieve the certification regardless of like how technical you are or how good of a student you are. And I'm basing that partially too on my experience, which I was neither of those things. And I did it in 30 days and, you know, 31 days. And I'm like, if I can do that, anybody, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Yeah, definitely. And you saw it up close too. It was like, yeah, if I can do this, anybody can. Yeah. And like I said, it, 
depends on how difficult the exams are. But generally speaking, you know, the what I was going to say next was that the advertised time is usually a lot more than what you need. The If it says six months, you might be able to do it in a month. Mm-hmm. You might be able to do it in two months. And another resource um, that is super helpful is Reddit. You, you and I are always you and I are always on and on about Reddit, but there are a lot of different subreddits and different communities in there where you can find support and ask questions about specific certifications and exams that you're taking. These subreddits have very detailed explanations of how these people passed and studied for their exam. And they're just trying to pay it forward to the community that helped them. And so, yeah, like I said, if to get a better real world time frame, you know, Facebook groups and subreddits are definitely the place to go to look for. Absolutely. And I think one one question that I get most frequently about Reddit is um, how do I find how do I find things on Reddit? And I'm about to tell you, and it, it, it really is this simple. It's Google your question. And I mean, how can I pass the CISSP exam? And then the word Reddit at the end of it. It is that simple. And it will show you different subreddits where it's being talked about. So in the results, go click on all of them. Read like two to three pages deep in Google and you will find you will find people who are doing exactly what you're doing on there. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like how do I... No, but how do I... Find? That's how. Google what you're doing and then the word Reddit at the end of the phrase and it will show you... It will show you where to go. It'll show you what to read and different resources. And that's how you that's how you find those subreddits. That's how you find them. You don't necessarily have to go in Reddit and look it up. Use Google, ask the question. Because also if you're um if you're re- if you're taking a specific certification, the things that might pop up around that also might be valuable to you too. The other search results in that specific question. And then the last thing that I like to do at this point before we get into the actual study habits is I like to schedule the test. Um, and that is just so that we give ourselves a timeline and it's going to, it's a self-imposed due date that we have to abide by now. And a lot of these tests, they, they have reschedule, um, like parameters, you can reschedule before 48 hours. So if something comes up, you can reschedule it. That being said, at least you have something in your date book that says, okay, I'm going to get this done. And now the clock is ticking and you have to study for it. Self-imposed deadlines when you are being a self-study student are absolutely necessary. You need them because otherwise there's no goal. And um, whether you're goal oriented or not, and I'm not really a goal oriented person, but I needed that test scheduled to really kick it into gear. And I think a lot of people do, especially if you're not used to having a, oh, well, I have to, I have to get this done by this date because this thing is going to happen and that's why it has to be done. And having a limit, a time limit of, okay, well, this has to be done by this time is really, really useful if you're trying to motivate yourself to study for something. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Necessary, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things that um, Parkinson's law, I think I've talked about it before, but like the amount of work inflates to fit in the time allotted for it. So it's basically procrastination. Mm, mm. So people are just going to, pre- if you don't schedule it, you're just going to procrastinate and procrastinate. Well, I don't know about you, but me personally, if I don't schedule it, I'm, this is never going to get done. I think there's a confidence thing too, especially if you're degree free and you're studying for one of these certifications and you, um, I, I say this a lot to people, but I think this is really important too. You're studying to pass the test. You are not studying to know everything about everything. You are studying. All you have to do is study enough to pass the test and then getting a job is going to teach you everything you need to know about doing the thing. So it's important, I think too, for people to understand that, um, you don't need to study until you feel ready to do the job. You need to study until you feel ready to pass the exam. Those are two very separate things, especially if the way they're scoring the exam is by 70%. You know, like it's a 70% pass rate. You do not need to know everything about everything. You need to know 70% of this exam in order to achieve this thing. And that is the, the as Tim Ferriss says, the minimum effective dose to accomplish th- something, right? You need to do enough to pass the thing. You do not need to do everything that you would need to do in the job in order to pass the exam. And I think for a lot of people who are new to to trying this type of thing or to making a move like this, it's difficult to get the confidence to schedule the exam before they feel like they know everything. Cause that's the question I get a lot is like, when, when do I schedule the exam? You know, because people are, they feel like they want to wait until they know everything, but they're not focused on the exam. They're focused on the knowledge and that's the wrong thing for passing the exam. All right. And then, so after you've done those four things, the next is just going to be doing it every day, studying. And these are just some habits or some things that you and I, when we're studying for these different types of tests that we do, Mm -hmm. right? And the first thing is going to be super simple. It's putting your phone away. And usually what that looks like for you and I is putting it in a different room. Mm -hmm. I actually have a cigar box that I put it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I close the lid and that's just mentally like putting the lid on the, on the phone and whatever is on the phone and whoever is on the phone. Right. That is it. That's a good, that's a good little mental trick. Uh, you know, for me, I just put it in another room and I forget about it. You're more disciplined than me. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big (laughs) deal, but yeah, if you need something like that, definitely put it in a Tupperware container or whatever, put it in your dryer or something that seems risky uh, you could put it in your freezer if you want yeah, but i can't exactly. recommend i can't i yeah, can't say what it, may occur as a result of that throw it in your fireplace uh, just toss it somewhere you know yeah. just stick it right at the t- somewhere where you won't remember to find it so that you forget where it is Bury it in your yard <laughs> put it in a time capsule tell your spouse to put it somewhere and then draw you a map so that you have to ask for it if you want to go find yeah. your phone <laughs> we're done but yeah so putting your phone away away for the duration of your study i found for the duration of my study is the most effective for me because of what i said before which is i'm a procrastinator and i have very little self-discipline and i know that and as long as i know that i'm you know i can find ways around it 
right? So what I mean by for the whole duration of your study period is if, I was, if I'm supposed to study for four hours, I don't look at it for the entire four hours. That's even with breaks. Yeah. If you come out to eat a snack or do whatever, or just you come out to waste time, you're not wasting it on your phone because it'll suck you in. Right. And if you're, or if you're using the restroom instead of, oh, I'm just going to grab my phone because that's what you normally do. You know, I would, I normally take my flashcards with me and I do that while I'm, you know, while I'm using the restroom. I know that's a big one for a lot of people. I mean, for me, not for a lot of people, but for me too. Mm -hmm. And I'll find like, oh, my, my break is only supposed to be 15 minutes and 45 minutes later, I'm still on the toilet, like cruising YouTube. Yeah, I mean, or scrolling Reddit. It happens to the best of yeah, us. Like, what the hell? <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, you know, an extra half an hour of my study time is gone. Right. And then your your concentration is all busted up too. Right. So that it, it put it away. Don't touch it till you're done. And um, I know that everybody's got 100,000 reasons why they need their phone. Mm, no, you don't. No, you don't. Put it away for a couple hours like work it out with somebody else, figure out, figure out how to make it happen, but put it away. It really is key to, to concentrating and to training yourself how, on how to concentrate again, because you haven't been doing it for a really long time. Most people don't sit down and study for that amount of time when they're grown people, they, they just don't do it. So you have to, you have to do it so you can teach yourself how to focus again. I think also with this, the next thing is going to be having a routine and this is going to be from when you wake up, especially if you're studying like it's the weekend and you have from nine o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon and you have nothing else to do. Having a routine in all senses of the word really helps. So that's going to be having a morning routine. If that's, you know, whatever working out, meditating, yoga, anything. Yeah, whatever you do in the morning. Right. Do the morning routine. What helps us is eating the same thing so that we don't have to think about it. You know, so we just have whatever whatever the breakfast is, whatever the food is, we just have a bunch of eggs and bacon ready to go. Yep. And we just cook it the same way. So it's mindless. You just cook it the same way, eat it, and then now you're studying. And lay out your clothes the night before. That really helps too. Yeah. And just having this routine of getting ready. Another thing is getting ready. If you're just going to be at home, still get dressed. That really helps. Okay. I have a weird one here. I found that when I was taking, I studied better. In Hawaii, we don't wear shoes in the house. It's just not it's just not done. But I found that putting shoes on like actual shoes in the house actually really helped me. I don't know what it was. I don't know if because that was um, and maybe other people who work from home too can relate to this. But you know, I think even like getting dressed down to your shoes, maybe even if it helps you feel like you're clocking in or something like that, whatever you do to go to work, like however you however you make yourself feel like you're going to work or you have something serious to do do that because that that really does help it sounds dumb but you know what we're humans are simple creatures so put your shoes on if you think it'll help you focus because you need to employ anything that you have in order to help yourself focus enough to study yeah and i think that having those little tips and tricks to kind of trick yourself 
is really what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Right. We're just trying to trick our brains into being maybe not happy that we're studying. But, you know, a little Pavlov's dog. We're yeah, just trying to least, we're just trying to condition it to perform the same yeah. way every day. <laughs> and you know, having that routine in all sense of the word really helps. Um, at least it helps us. Mm-hmm. Eating the same breakfast, waking up at the same time, doing the same thing in the morning. Yep. Whatever it is, if you're religious, read your Bible. If you want to work out, work out, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is. Keep the same routine. Yeah. One thing too, and I, I think this was, I heard this with, um, I heard this from a copywriting course that I took once, but I thought it was really useful. And one thing that I find too, I have a very difficult time sitting still. And one of the things that I do as a reflex is I go and I refill a water cup um, so that I don't have to sit still and study. And so one thing that I would really suggest doing when you go into your place of that you're going to be studying, uh, take a giant glass of water with you so you don't have an excuse to leave. <laughs> Cause that, that really helped me. Cause at least if I did get up, I would just get up and stretch a little bit and then I would sit back down because I couldn't make the excuse to go to the kitchen to get water because there's water right here. And that that's huge because I stayed in the same study space. So I didn't break my concentration nearly as much. Yeah. And it's all about minimizing the time away from the desk, but also the mental energy away from the, the thing that you're studying mm-hmm. as well. Now talking about individual study habits, one of the things that we've found to be really helpful is flashcards dude flashcards are the worst but they are it's it's maybe i'm dumb it's the only way for me to learn anything yeah and this comes (laughs) from this comes from me personally that i've i've taken as an adult i've taken a bunch of certifications in different fields of study right so i've taken i've taken firefighting exams i've taken my EMT exams and I've recently taken a project management certification exam and this holds true between all of those fields that making flashcards is very very helpful it's probably the most helpful thing and I think it has a lot to do and when we're talking about flashcards we're talking about physically writing the flashcards on index cards that you buy from Walmart or whatever I don't believe in the printed fla- make those flashcards yourself. It's the writing. You have to know what the words mean. And if you write down what the words mean, you know what the words mean. Yeah. That's what it And means. it's just taking the time to actually write down the definition, write down the word, or write down the, you know, if it's a system, right? Writing down the steps of the system. If it's a picture if it's a triangle you have to remember or something like that writing down the triangle and just that rote action of putting it down with your own hands physically on paper is huge i think there was a study about it i i i should look it up but i think it has a there is a connection between physical rote writing and typing oh interesting i think it just it uses different parts of your brain Mm -hmm. um i've heard this i i've heard this too independent from you so i'm not sure where it's from but i believe it because i have 
this is I've, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I could be totally full of crap. I you, don't know. You could be, but I, I feel like probably I probably am. I definitely I am. feel like I <laughs> I feel like I've heard this too though. It's something about the muscle memory of writing it down. It's Yeah, different. yeah. Yeah. And this is evident for me from a kid time because when I was a kid, I I used to make like cheat sheets so that I could like so if we had a vocabulary test and yeah, so this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. But if I if we had a vocabulary test in school, I would make really really small cheat sheets, and I would write them write down the word and the definition really tiny, and then I'd on a piece of folder paper at the top of the corner, and then I would rip it, and then I would put it in my pocket for the test. But I literally never used it because that... After you wrote it down, you remembered it. Right. Yeah. And if you had just put that energy into study, you would have had to do but that But I did study because I never used it. But this, yeah, but you were studying, but you're cheating with studying. But it wasn't cheating though, because it just ended up... But it, but it well, it wasn't cheating because you didn't use it. But it would have been cheating. But it was intent to cheat. If we had gotten frisked... If we had gotten frisked for contraband it Were probably they in the habit of doing that it probably they did not school? frisk us <laughs> that, as i say is that <laughs> was that a valid concern that, that you had at the time you were really worried about getting patted down yeah. for the chip for the vocab cheat sheets in elementary school <laughs> yeah um but yeah that was that's always been apparent to me that like writing it down has always helped me remember mm. um because of the time that you tried to cheat but then you didn't have to yeah, because of the times. It was multiple times. Nice. Multiple, <laughs> many multiple times. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like you put in a lot of work. Well, to, it became the, it became the way that I studied. Right? I mean... could have just studied, though. I could have. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so... Oh, man. That's but cool. yes, making flashcards. If you look um, around our house, we have flashcards. I have thousands. I'm not exaggerating. All over the place um, from the different tests that we took. And um, I made a TikTok that showed how many flashcards I had, and the stack was like I put them on a table, and the stack was like up to here. It was like from here all the way up to here yeah. of all my flashcards. And like we said, a lot of the courses that you take, a lot of them are gonna have like where you print it out, and then you can just like cut with scissors. Don't and do that. Hold it, and then that's your flashcard. You can. And I'm not knocking people that do that i've tried doing that it's not as effective it's just not as effective yeah. yeah i can't i can't get in my brain i think it's just i'm just not i don't know it just doesn't connect with me yeah it's there it's just not it's just not as effective i i agree with you i i think i think that matters a lot yeah and one of the things about all these tests is that like if you get the vocabulary down the reason why we're harkening so much on flashcards is that if you get the vocabulary down that's 70 percent of the battle on all most of these things all you need to know is what the words mean if you know what the words mean a lot of the rest of it is really logical and if you understand the overarching concepts and you know what the words mean you can put them together right you use context once you once you that's true for everything in life right once too. you understand the vocabulary you kind of just use context clues to fill you in mm -hmm. and you're like all right well this means that and this system is that mm -hmm. all right and now I understand that. Yep. Um, so that's why that's why we 
we are hearkening so much on the flashcards and just learning the vocabulary. That's also going to help you when you're interviewing for jobs too, because if you know what the words mean, then you can you can get through an interview that and that matters because what you don't want to do is get there and not know what some of the words mean and it will really help you to just know what people are talking about it's going to help you in your work too when you when you get hired because you're just going to need to know what people are talking about um then just a side tip for when you when you do get hired um and you first start it's probably a good idea to take notes when you don't know what a word means and look up the word and then make flashcard i did that too that flashcards are universally helpful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the learning doesn't stop once you, as you said, and I think that's one of the things that I didn't stop you when you said it, but earlier you said you're studying to pass the test. You're not studying to know everything. And that's one of the things that I think is super important. And I agree with you. I think that when you're get, when you get the job, you're going to learn everything you need to know. Mm. Right. A lot of these companies just want to see that you have these types of certifications or this certification. Um, some of them just says that, okay, you know the bare minimum. or And some of them, based on the vetting process, in order to just sit for the exam, it says that, okay, you've been doing this for X amount of years. I can, I trust this institution to vet, to vet you. you mm-hmm. And I don't have to vet you anymore. And just because you get the job doesn't mean the learning stops. Right. You're, That's when it starts. Right. You're going to need to figure out how to apply this certification and how to apply. It's not even the certification that you're applying. It's the knowledge that you're applying. Also, I think this is something here that's really important to note, especially, like I said, to those people who are having confidence issues, is that just for the record, that is exactly how colleges are. It's the same thing. You're testing to show that you know basic industry knowledge, bare minimum, enough to signify that you should be able to get an entry-level job in whatever field. That is exactly what a college degree is. And any college graduate, any four-year graduate who pretends like they know what they're doing when they go into their field has no idea what they're in for because they do not. They're starting from the same exact position that you are, right? which is they've never done the job, so they don't know anything about doing the job. You can't until you've actually done the work because um, the theory the theory of work, the theory of what you'll need need to know is most of the time not accurate at all to what you actually need to know to do the work because the thing is um education it can't keep up with industry in that industry is always moving faster and changing faster and so applications of the things you are studying are always going to be really different and by the time you even get to them certification or otherwise you're going to be having to learn completely different things in order to be effective in that job so and one of the biggest differences between a lot of these certifications and these college degrees are that a lot of employers don't know what you learned in your college program, which is why the college degree is becoming obsolete. Right. Right. It's that's why the certs are taking over. It's funny because a lot of people I, I see and I see people say this, but and, and this guy I got a lot of flack for this too when I said this, but I was like, if you have a college degree and no certification in whatever application that they're hiring for, they're not going to hire you. But if you have the certification and you don't have a degree, you are much more likely to get hired. Why? Because you have applicable knowledge that is much more specific and much more useful to whatever job that is than your degree because your degree could be anything. Right. Exactly. And it's like the, your degree 
is so general that it doesn't matter. And this is it's funny though, because you get people that'll say, "Well, no, but I mean, I have a, I have a whatever this is degree," and then you say, "Well, okay, but you don't need that type of degree to do this job." And they'll say, "But any degree works." It's funny because it's just circular logic, right? Because you can chase your tail back to the original thing, and the argument still ends, and you need a degree even if you even if you don't. So one of the last things that we have to talk about is going to be different supplements and vitamins that we use in order to kind of help us maintain focus. It's not necessary. That being said, we found that it does help. And this is not medical advice. You know, talk to your doctor. You know, we're not a doctor. Not a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. We don't play one on the internet. No. (laughs) But this is what works for us as people that have studied for tests that I've never taken a test that I've gone the whole, you know, they're like, oh, this is going to take six months. You know, there's always within a month or so mm-hmm. that, that I finished my tests and, um, you know, these supplements help me focus during it. Okay. Um, so one thing, so something that I do is I take, I take B12. I usually drink whatever coffee, caffeine, uh, you know, I, I drink coffee in the morning. So I usually drink two cups of coffee. I take B12. And then if I really want to kick it into high gear, um, I will take, um, the lion's mane mushroom from it's, it, they sell it on Amazon, but it tastes awful. It tastes like dirty dirt water, but it does help. I feel like with a clean, like focus up and then there's not really too much of a drop off whereas if you take like a an energy drink or even a five-hour energy sometimes there can be kind of a crash after that wears off and i don't feel like i get that with the with the mushroom powder so that that that's a good one i feel like too that 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 really helped me and i think those are the biggest things if you do have um attention issues then make sure you take whatever medication you're on so that you can focus like, you know, if you need to rearrange your day so that you can take it at whenever it's most effective for you, that might help you. Yeah. And then so for me, I have a little bit of a sensitivity to caffeine. And so if I drink too much coffee, I don't really get the jitters, but I just like fall asleep. It's like, uh, funny. yeah, like I start my like I start getting like pain behind my eyeballs and then I have to close my eyes and I have to go to sleep. And so for me, I find that, you know, along with a morning coffee, um, taking like theanine, L-theanine helps to um, supposedly, not not supposedly, it helps me uh, take the edge off of caffeine. I find also CoQ10 helps a lot. Oh, yeah. I take that too. But if I don't have the time or I forget to take all of these things. For me, my go-to, it's really terrible, but it's just energy drinks. And I'm not talking like Monster, although Monster does help, Red Bull helps. I'm talking like the 300 milligram like Rains that are out there and Bangs. I cannot, I do not encourage this habit, people. Yeah, it is like super bad. Every time he drinks one, I'm like, those things are terrible for you. (laughs) It's like a reflex, I have to say it. Yeah, and... But I, I'll just pour it over ice and keep it next to me, and I'll just slowly sip on it for, you know, however long I'm studying, and that that usually does the trick. Pretty much lights me up like a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. because for me the lion's mane, the mushroom powder, 
I've taken it and I do take it every once in a while, but I I'm super sensitive to it. You kind of have to take you kind of have to like um dose on it for a couple weeks before you get like a normal result. Yeah. It takes a while to get used to it. I'm kind of. super sensitive to all of that stuff. Yeah. And so it does take a little while to dial it in. Mm-hmm. You know, every day you're trying a different amount and you know, on the package it says like two scoops or whatever and it's like I can only do like a quarter of a scoop. Yeah. Of one quarter of one scoop. You it, know. It can be pack kind of a punch. Yeah. Of of anything. I'm I'm mm-hmm. just talking about anything. Yeah. And it's going to individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. But this is just what helps us to kind of stay in the chair a little bit longer. If you can start the routine before you actually start studying, that'll help you too, because you can kind of get in the mode that you need to be and get all the kinks worked out in your routine before you, before you start. Yeah. When the last thing that I wanted to talk about is kind of how to time slot your studying. One of the most famous productivity time slotting techniques is the Pomodoro technique. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of the Pomodoro technique. I don't like it either. Um, but that's like, I think traditionally it's 20 minutes on 20 minutes studying or 20 minutes doing whatever you're doing and five minutes off. I thought it was 45 minutes. 45, 15. Yeah. 45, 15. Okay. Yeah. So whatever, whatever it is, it's 45 minutes of studying and then 15 minutes of break i feel like i've read conflicting things about that because there's the pomodoro technique for productivity but then a lot of people say that you need to be like focused in for 90 minutes to get in flow so i i I don't know because it it, i i kind of wonder if those two things are i mean they seem opposite to me right because if you're if you're sitting still and focusing and you're 45 minutes in and then you stop and you stop for 15 minutes is you can't really get in the zone because you have to keep interrupting yourself as soon as you get i don't know i have mixed feelings on that i find if i can sit still for at least at least 45 minutes i have a good chance of continuing to sit still and focus for another 45 but if i get up uh, it's hard for me to wrangle it back in i don't know if that's true but i i i I would say that too i i definitely have a difficult i have a very difficult time focusing so for people who are you know move around and get distracted easily Maybe just try to put your butt in the chair <laughs> instead of do that. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was going to say, which is I don't find that technique super useful. Me just sit down in the chair. We and, call it butt in chair. And don't get up. If my if my if I'm scheduled to study for five hours, then I'm pretty much spending all the five hours in my chair and I'm only taking bath and breaks and water breaks to refill the big glass of water that i have Mm -hmm. but that's what works for me but it just we feel like we have to bring it up just because that that's the number one study technique that i've seen out is a pomodoro technique and i'm not a huge fan of it yeah it doesn't work for me either for some people i'm sure it does yeah i'm sure it does and i think for me uh, we talked about it before but for me I am a procrastinator. So like I will, the reason why it doesn't work for me is I'm not disciplined. Mm. And if I take my 15 minute break, that 15 minute break is going to be a 30 minute break. And then that, and then shoot. Now the I, day is done. Yeah. I might not even go back. Yeah. I literally just might not go back. So I think probably for people that are not practice studiers, it's probably a better idea to just put your butt in one place and then stay there. <laughs> I, think it, I think it just depends. I think yeah. you, I think that, you have to try it yeah see what works for you you have to try it 
I know that the Pomodoro technique doesn't work for me in productivity as well, just because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this would be a good thing to do during your trying to get your routine down before you, before you start. That's probably a good idea. Um, and then I think the last couple things would be to, uh, do not watch TV while you're studying. It is impossible for you to concentrate. It's anyone who tells you that they can do that is not telling you the truth. It's, it's not a thing. It does slow you down. I think, um, probably if you want to help yourself to just listening to classical music while you're studying it's again it sounds dumb if you don't normally do it but give it a try give it a whirl and see if it does um and just see if that helps you study you know and and just focus because there's no words there's no no podcast you know no tv on in the background no netflix and just focus you know i agree with this and i think it's for me it's anything spoken word so I can't listen to podcasts. I can't watch TV. I can't even listen to songs like with lyrics. Um, for me, and when I'm studying, I either listen to the sound of myself breathing or um, like I'll put on, I think I'll, what is it? What is it called now? I think it's called Lo-Fi Girl on YouTube. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Chilled, it used to be Chilled Cow. Yes. And... I'll just listen. I'll just listen to that. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll just listen. I, I do that. I listen to that also when I'm working too. But the classical, even classical music, kind of messes me up too. I, I can't. Mm. I it's there's too much going on. I can't. Focus. Maybe it's more for creative, uh, creative work. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. I'm just thinking it's just me. I yeah. It's just you. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but that's yeah. That's a good one. The chilled cow is a good one because it's good. Yeah, it's just the lo-fi, the lo-fi beats. That one's helpful for studying for yeah. sure. So one thing that I did when I was studying was for the 31 days that I was studying, I was sober and I did not drink until the end of that. Um, And I found that that did help because one, it just makes it more predictable for your energy levels and how you're going to feel when you wake up every day, which makes it easier to stick to a routine, which just, you know, it's just how it is. And then um, the second thing was that it gave me something to at the end, because then it was really fun when I passed my exam. You know, I came out, you know, came out to the front yard. I was like, oh, I passed the exam. And then we drank a whole bottle of wine. And it was it was a good time. So I think that 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 was a good that was something that helped me while I was studying for sure. And if, if you are a drinker, I think that that may be something that you might want to consider because I do, I do think it helped a lot, just have helped me have a clear mind and then just help to focus that time too. Definitely. So I think kind of to wrap it up, this is just how we've done it in the past. I think there are many ways to accomplish this. You don't have to take any of this as advice. You don't have to do any of it and you're still going to pass, I'm sure, as long as you put in the work and study. Um, But this is just how we've done it as people that have taken more certifications than most people in their adult life. And um, yeah, this this is what works for us. And we're no longer intimidated by the study schedules of certifications. Like You're like, okay, well, I'm thinking about getting a new certification or I think about doing this and you know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. right and i know exactly what to do and what works for us and what doesn't work for us and we just wanted to get this out because certifications is something that we talk about a lot and we know that that's kind of where the current job market is is a lot of different especially in tech a lot of different tech companies are requiring certifications and a lot of people 
that we talk to don't even know how to study for them. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a good place to start. And basically, we just want to let you know, like, just do it. Yep. You know? Button share. Yeah, just do it. You can do it. it. Yeah, you can do it. I mean, you're going to make it through it. It's going to be temporary, as we said. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other side, you're going to get it. And hopefully, you're going to get a better job uh, because of it. Yep. Definitely. I think, yeah, that's good. I think that that's good for people to hear too. Like you can absolutely do it. If we can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And I think, I think that's all for today. Uh, Like, like we talked about before, don't, don't, you don't want to miss our newsletter. So please head to the site, which is degreefreenetwork.com. And please, please sign up because there's going to be some cool stuff in there that you do not want to miss out on. And then make sure to like, and subscribe to the podcast really helps us a whole bunch. And we really appreciate it. Yeah. And then uh, you guys can give us a follow on social media, follow the podcast at Degree Free Pod, and then also um, our personal at Hannah Mariama for Hannah and at Ryan K. Mariama for me. I think that that is it. Um, If you guys are studying for a certification, good luck. Uh, We know that you can do it. Drop us a line when you pass. uh, Contact at DegreeFreeNetwork.com. All right, guys. Until next time, aloha.